Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I am Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. And in this episode, we've titled it Everything I Know About Caregiving I Learned in Elementary School, which I think might be an Irma Bombeck book. I don't know, from back in our childhood. It sounds something like that. There was a book. Sounds familiar-ish, yeah. But before we get to that, Jennifer, how's your mom? My mom's actually... Doing great. I have a a fun day planned tomorrow, which involves putting my mom in the car and driving her to one of our favorite spots to have a little late uh, breakfast, early lunch. And I may ask you to get me a sandwich while we're there. I might. I'll I'll bring one home. But uh, I, I, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, But I want to. I just I want to put her in the car. You know, her mobility is declining, as we've discussed. But I can put her in the car and drive her. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. But I think what we need to talk about tonight, <laughs> because it was a little comical in the Mullen household, was a phone call that we got to our landline. And yes, we do indeed still have a landline. And we've kept that, by the way. All of these years, we've kept the number because we got it forever ago, and it's an awesome phone number. It is. Steve was very, I'll never forget the day that Steve secured this phone number from the last the phone four company. digits are 0001. He was very excited about it. I Seriously. Didn't, I didn't quite get it at the time, but then for the last 20 plus years when I have given that phone number to people, they're like, Ooh, oh, wow, that's a really yeah. cool number. See? Anyway, so we've kept that number all these years in part because of the 0001. It is very easy for both of our moms to remember. And we've decided that for safety reasons, if one of our moms is in an emergency situation. And can't remember our cell phone numbers. They can at least remember. Which is really what happens. Yeah. Our our house line, which is 0001. It rings tonight. My mother has been more frequently calling that number. And I don't know why, because for a long time, she had my cell phone number written down on a sticky note. And she must have lost the darn thing, despite the fact that I gave it to her again. But she started calling the house line again. So you answered it. I did. And um, from my perspective, it was a little little comical. I'm in the kitchen. Steve's down the hallway in his home office. He answers the phone. And um, I don't mean to laugh, but, you know, here's the other thing y'all need to know. Steve's mom wears hearing aids. She's without them. She's largely I say wears hearing aids. I'm going to put quotation marks around wears (laughs) because she does not always have the hearing aids in, except we'll still try to communicate with people. So I'm in the kitchen two rooms away, and all I can hear is Steve reiterating to his mother, like, the same phone number over and over again, over which was for and your over brother. And over. Well, yes, she was trying to call my brother. And the funny thing is she actually thought she did call my brother at first. So yeah, she I, said, I heard that she in said, the beginning. She said, have you talked to Steve? I said, this is Steve. <laughs> yes, this is Steve. I heard all that. <laughs> right. And then we determined who I was and who she had called. And then I'm trying to give her my brother's cell phone number. Ten times. Is that about right? God, maybe. Yeah. Once we once we established who was who, yeah. then yes, there was a lot of 508. Yeah. Five. No, 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 no. It's 508. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what numbers you just said, but it's 508. Okay. So for all of y'all out there who are 
who have aging parents. Yep. I feel certain you've probably been in this situation been before. This. It's just, it's you frustrating. Them, it's comical. Oh my God. You love them. It was this one, this particular incident, though, I will say, as I'm listening to it from two rooms away, I'm not even the one who's, it's, it's not my mom. I'm not on the phone dealing with it. I was in the kitchen saying, oh my God. I could hear you. I how, could hear you. How many more times am I going to hear this phone number? But, yep. Yep. It happens. So that's how yep. Steve's mom is tonight. Yeah. That's how she is tonight. And really what's coming, my brother's supposed to come visit tomorrow. He hasn't come to visit for a while and and so she's kind of excited about it he's bringing her lunch and all that so she just couldn't find his phone number and apparently called me thinking that i was him so in a previous episode we compared selecting uh assisted living to selecting a college right we did we all remember this we all listened of course yes so in this chapter we're going a little further back in school It's called, again, as I mentioned earlier, everything I know about caregiving I learned in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've obviously, we have two kids. They're 20 and 18 now. Uh, And as we've, you know, we've picked up a lot of things with child rearing that we've learned that are more useful than we realize when it comes to caregiving. Yeah, it's not meant to be insulting at all. It feels a little bit sort of insulting slash condescending when we talk about it. But truly, Steve and I have conversations about feeling like we are parenting our parents now. And there are situations where it feels like you are parenting a toddler. And and we're not saying you should treat your loved ones like children. Don't ever do that. That's That's awful. Right. So that's the complicated part because... In a lot of ways, a lot of times, they might be acting Mm, like children, except that they are full-grown adults, and you've got to be a little bit careful with that. So we encourage you to, I know I'm going to sound super cliche, but pack your patience. Mm -hmm. And I say that, by the way, uh, I don't always pack my patience. No, you do not. I don't. You do Neither not. do you. Oh, no, I... Well, it's not just me. I've got more You're patience. better, though. Yes, I am. Steve is better. Steve packs his patience a little more frequently my, my than I do. My packed well away. That's true. Yes. That's true. All right. Yeah, all right. So let's let's look at... We're going to explain what we mean by all of this. So the, the first portion of this is that you have to understand when you go into facilities or whatever, you know, kind of facility we're talking about, there will be mean people. Yes, there will be. And it sucks. Just like in elementary school, middle school, high school, there will be mean people. So at some point or another, someone's going to be not so nice to your loved one. Which is, it reminds me, by the way, speaking of this whole sandwich generation and you're parenting your kids and then you're parenting, sort of parenting your aging loved ones. I'll never forget, I know Steve remembers this, the day that our daughter was born, after all the you know people had been in and out to visit the day that she was born and everyone had left and finally it was just me and Steve and our daughter and I had my little emotional breakdown and I remember saying to Steve I will never be able to keep her as safe oh as my I God, could I when she that. was just in my belly it. I really did you because lost it. I suddenly had this sort of premonition of someone's oh my gosh, going to be mean to her she's now outside of my body and we're going to keep her certainly physically safe, but she's there. There are going to be situations she's in, and people are going to hurt her feelings. They're going to be mm-hmm, mean to her, mm-hmm. and we are not going to be happy about you that. You lost your stuff that night. I you did. really did. But I, I mean, did. I kind of 
put it toward, you know, postpartum whatever yeah, hormones. It definitely was, but I yeah. mean, it, it, that's a thing. And now, fast forward 20 years, here we are with our moms, yep. and it's a similar feeling. It is. You have your moms, you're trying to take care of them, and you do not want anyone to hurt their feelings, but it is going to happen because there are mean people out right. there. And let me give an example. And this is a relatively mild example, but I will say my mother had just moved into assisted living. She'd been there a matter of a week, maybe less, maybe a little bit more, somewhere around there. But uh, she's sitting in the dining room and a woman walks up and starts talking to her and says to her, oh, well, what, you know, where, where in the building do you live? And my mother it, she was on the first she's on the first floor right around the corner from the dining room she said oh i'm on the first floor the woman stuck her nose up in the air and walked away and my mother told me about this later and i said well i wonder what that was all about she said well I, from what i understand the third floor is much nicer than the first floor that's not true it's not true because we had we toured the whole we building knew this pl- it was, <laughs> we toured the they're but all the same there was the recognition that she was new to the facility and was having a, right. having a tough time with she the transition. Was, she really was having a very tough time with that transition. But, but here's the thing. So I ended up speaking to the healthcare director because it really that conversation was because my mother was having a little trouble with the transition. And I mentioned this to her. And she said, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. I said, why? She said, oh, well, this woman has a bit of a neurological issue that leads to illusions of grandeur. She thinks she's the queen, and she thinks that the third floor is, you know, the top of the castle. And let me tell you, there's nothing different about those third floor rooms than the first floor rooms. So I think the lesson here is when you move your loved one into an assisted living facility, you're going to have people at all different levels. And I know we've already touched on this to a certain extent, but you're going to have people at all different levels with with varying degrees of situations and issues that are that are going on and hopefully what you can do so i think about you and and me steve what we can do is try to temper some of that a little bit and and uh, there could be other explanations for man y'all i can't say that word tonight should we say right now steve it should be pointed out that um we are recording this after sitting on our back deck and having a few drinks and jennifer just got a new bottle of bourbon that she's really enjoying a lot. And there may or may not still be some sitting next to me. Yes. But anyway. Exactly. So there, Anyway, let's move on. Right. So, but I mean, the larger point here, you, when there are mean people, you as the family member can advocate. You can, you can check into the situation. If it's a, if it's a resident, you can if ask the questions. If it's a, a nurse, if it's a nurse, a nurse, that's a much bigger deal because I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but my mother has had some issues with nurses before who were not being nice to her. I remember going back to the to a person uh, in the management of the organization, the, the the facility that I'd gotten to know a little bit, and, and she was shocked. And I'm telling you, the next time that person had any dealings with my mother, she clearly had had an attitude adjustment. And so, I mean, you can, you should advocate as much as you think is necessary. I mean, again, you don't really want to go fussing too much about a resident who, you know, may or may not have some neurological issues, but if it gets bad enough, you really need to get involved somehow and advocate. Yeah. And I mean, none of these are life-threatening examples, 
But these are things that matter, especially you they know do. when you have someone you love who's in a place like this, and maybe they, particularly they, a brand new place, right? And they didn't yeah. want to be there in the first place. I mean, right. These are things you do often have to step back. I, I think this is really important as the caregivers. You're on a mission. You know what needs to be done. You're trying to get things taken care of. You, you've got a plan. You're just you're you're doing what you need to do to to take care of things. I think sometimes you often have to step back and remember that. So in you know for Steve's mom, we've had moments where we've had to step back and say, okay, this is probably really scary for her. This is probably really unsettling for her. This is she's in an entirely new situation. And she's, I don't want to say complaining, but maybe sharing concerns about certain things. Maybe sometimes complaining. Some of which sometimes may not really be that big of a deal. They might not be that big of a deal, but you try to, it's, it's put the shoe, it's as simple as put the shoe on the other foot, mm-hmm. right? We hear mm-hmm. that our whole lives. Sometimes you have to put the shoe on the other foot and that's really important. Sometimes you have to get involved and sometimes you just have to let it go. It's true. All right. So moving on to the next section, it's called Welcome Back to High School. In nursing homes, skilled nursing, assisted living, they are basically high school for the elderly. They yeah. really, really, it's a, it really blew me away. And I it logically could think of this, but when my mother moved into assisted living, it blew me away just how much it was like high school. We saw it pretty quickly. There's quickly. There's clicks, there's the popular kids, there's the mean girls. We just talked about one. Well, we talked about one who also had other issues, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you've got to keep that in mind, too, but... Even fights over fights over men. The if they few have men to, who are I mean, there, and really, and that's the thing is that we all know this. Women, right? Women statistically, longer. women live longer. You go to yep. an assisted living; it's going to be, I would say, at least seventy-five percent women. That's yep. what I've noticed. At Definitely, least, because Definitely. women live longer, and there are those few men, and there are the few women who are kind of boy crazy. Still, it's just nuts. These seventy-five, eighty-year-old boy crazy women. Listen. Everyone likes to flirt. It's, it, that does not have to go away just because you're 70, 75, 80, 85. It doesn't have to go away. So I, I, I get it. As a woman, right. I get it. I hope when I'm 80 years old, I'll still want to flirt. Hopefully with you, Steve. Hopefully, hopefully I'll still, still be, still be alive. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's, uh, these, are, these are real issues that are happening in these places. <laughs> and it's a little bit comical. It's comical. And there was one woman... In, in assisted living, when my mother first moved in there, I think she's moved into the memory unit. Her assisted living has a memory unit uh, that's kind of on lockdown so people don't kind of wander away. But she was the boy crazy one, for sure. And she any guy walked by and her eyes lit up like, ooh, what's coming by me? It was it was. Weird and creepy when I walked past her. I didn't like it. My mother you got. You won't think it's creepy when you're seventy or eighty of years old. Of course not. But yeah. I'm, you know, fifty-two now, fifty-one <laughs> then, whatever. Got to the point, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a in a later episode. But it got to the point where my mother started calling her my girlfriend, and I really didn't like that at all. <laughs> it was a little uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Steve has a girlfriend at the Opry House. Steve goes occasionally. It's just there's this little old woman that I just want to bring home with us. She wears because she bl- looks like she she'd wears be so blue every all time. The time. She's adorable. She really is. So clearly, Steve attracts the elderly. <laughs> right. The elderly set. All right, moving but on. But we're getting off track. Anyway, it, in the so dining room. In the dining room, the dining we room. talked about the dining room. Uh, there are not officially assigned seats, but everyone selects when they move in. 
they find a place to sit, and that is the place they sit every single night for the entire time they live there. And God help you if you sit in someone else's seat, yeah. because that's the end of you. Again, things that we're kind of chuckling about a little bit, but they can become kind of important things. Um, it's true. It's yeah, true. So, so, I mean, navigating this atmosphere is no big deal for somebody. Goggy, we, we've said before, if Goggy could move into the place where my mother lives, she would thrive. Love it. She would, she would love it. We've Everyone mentioned this before. Her. Very different financial situations. So the place where Steve's mom is, uh, is really never going to be an option for my mom. But yeah, if she was there, she'd be all about it. And she wouldn't care which table she sat at. No. I mean, she could sit at a different table every night, make conversation and friends mm-hmm. with every person at every table. Even the person that sits to the right of my mother who is blind and deaf. She would make friends with them and figure out a yep, way. Mom would, fi- Goggy would figure it out for sure. Right, right. Um, but, but so my mother is a lot more reserved. Uh, we've we've kind of discussed a little bit of a difference, uh, you know, uh, She's a lot more reserved and, you know, the transition for her into the new environment led to some anxiety and depression. I mean, she really had a rough time with it. Some facilities, actually, I've looked this up. Some facilities have a buddy system. When a new person moved in, moves in, they are paired up with a longer time resident. And that's a great idea. It's a great idea. My mother's facility does not. And I think they should. But others, you know, they, they like my mother's facility they just acknowledge that stuff happens and don't do anything about it so you know sometimes you just have to let stuff go of course and just try to get along as best you can so let's move on to the next section so the next section (laughs) it's tough to see them grow up it is and it is we know this because we have raised our own children it's tough to see them grow up now we're finding ourselves in this sandwich situation. Squished. 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 Um, it, this is really tough. And this is one that shocked us a little bit mm. when it popped up. It so really the skilled nursing facility where Steve's mom was staying, they offered bingo as an activity. Steve's mom loves, loves her, her bingo. some bingo. She loves it. So one weekend afternoon, we had visited with Steve's mom for a bit and then we wheeled her up to play bingo for the first time there. Both of us, we were there and we hung back for a few minutes. We ensured that she was settled in the in the activity room where bingo was offered. And then we left. And by the way, we have referenced this particular day before. It was in episode one. If you haven't listened, go back and listen now. We left the skilled nursing facility. We decided, oh, it's lunchtime. Let's go get some lunch. We found a sports bar nearby and we began day drinking. We were stressed. It was a rough time at that point. And uh, please don't judge us yeah, for we're that. Not, we're not proud of it, but it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to brag about it, but I'm not going to be shamed either. No, it was. I mean, I, there I, was some I, serious day drinking going on that I remember that day. day very clearly. Steve and I, like, we we left Steve's mom and it was, it was a, it was a sad day. Yes. Right, we can acknowledge well, the that. Well, the, yeah, the whole situation. All was sad. of it was yes. sad we, and depressing. We knew that she was never going home. We, we knew that she was not where she wanted to be. And we knew that we had no choice but to do what we were doing. And we felt just overwhelmed. And yeah, so that's what we did. We went to the sports bar. We, we did indulge in a few beverages 
at but, like one o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So, which, but, by the way, we may have referenced this before too. For any of my friends out there who might be listening to that, I don't do this. No, no, she required a two-hour nap. Two later. hours nap. Two hours later. But, yeah. So here's the weird thing, though. Uh, getting back to our whole topic for this particular show, we're at the sports bar, and we found we were worried, right. not about what would happen to my mother, but about. What was happening? Right. What was she doing? So, which was she? Was having she having a good fun? Time? Was she having a good time? Would she find someone to talk to? How would she get back to her room? Would she figure out a way? To be- we were reliving dropping our kids off at camp yeah. or something. It's it crazy. Was weird. So, you know, the lesson here, I guess, is that remember your parents are not children, and I mean, obviously. When you get to your 80s or you know late 70s, 80s, 90s, however old your your parents are, they obviously have differing facilities about them. Uh, but you know my particular mother, relatively with it, more than capable of taking care of herself if necessary. Her body's failing, but her mind was still there. She could ask someone, "Hey, can you help me wheel back to my room?" There were you know she could take care of herself. You don't have to worry about them every minute of every day and certainly don't worry about them the way we were worried about her. And, and uh, you know, until you have a reason to think otherwise, they can kind of take care of themselves. A you have bit. to learn how to let go. Yes, just like you that's do with exactly your what it is. Thank you. Just that's like you that's do with exactly your kids, where I was trying to go. You have to learn how to let go it's and true. trust that at this point you've picked the best facility that that works for you and, and your hope family. that they're going to take care help. of you. Yep. Or your your loved one, anyway. Yep. Um, So the next section, nurses are kind of like teachers, but with medicine. Yeah, remember in school, you know, you had teachers you liked, you had teachers you didn't like. It's going to be exactly the same with nurses. Nurses and CNAs, yeah. Which is kind of interesting, because certainly you would like to think that folks who go into the medical profession, frankly, just like folks who go into the teaching profession... Mm They're going to have a certain bedside manner. You hope your nurses have a certain bedside manner. But, mm, yeah, that's not always the case. Some will rub you the wrong way. Some might rub your loved one the wrong way. And, unfortunately, really, unless they're doing something wrong or dangerous, you just got to figure out how to live with it. Because... This isn't personalized health care. You don't have your your parent there, and you don't get to choose every single nurse that they're going to have around the clock. Right. Just, and and just there are services where you can do that, but they are really expensive. I mean, it's just, it's out of most people's uh, capability of paying for that. But, but, sometimes, but sometimes, it's odd. It's really odd. Sometimes there might be a health care professional in the facility where your parent is that they walk in the room and you're like, oh my goodness. What is there's, happening there's here? There's no way Gagi is ever going to put up with this. Steve, you're about Nana. I think we've talked about like she's Nana. There's no Actually, way. Actually, we've never mentioned that before. No, we did earlier. I think okay. we did. I don't think we did. All right, anyway. whatever. Anyway, um, there's no way she's going to put up with this. But but this was crazy. So there was a CNA at my mom's assisted living, you know, not long after she moved into there. This woman was a walking cartoon. She really, really was. Jennifer, did you ever meet her? Oh, I met her. Okay, you met her. Okay. No, I so, met her. So this uh, relatively tall woman, uh, blonde hair, sticking in about 15 different directions. She was usually wearing about five barrettes in different weird places in her head. Uh, makeup 
poorly put caked on, on caked on caked like on. i mean clown, we're talking clown makeup clown here makeup. yeah sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys by the way we are not trying to be mean no, we're no, no. really not let me, but we're gonna get to that in a second but i mean the fact of the matter is i looked at her and i'm like oh crap my mother is gonna have no patience for this woman she's gonna look at her and saying what the hell's going on here but weirdly my mother and this woman made a connection quickly like you wouldn't believe. And I will never, ever, ever forget. I was getting ready to leave for the day. This particular CNA was coming in to help my mother with something. And and uh, I said, well, you know, thanks. I'm going to go ahead and leave for the day. And she said, don't worry about it. I love your mother and I'm going to take care of her. Yep. And I just, I melted. Yep. I that was melted. all you needed. Yeah. And, and, and she and my mother had the greatest relationship. Unfortunately, like most CNAs, she didn't stick around all that long. She was only there for a month or two after my mother moved in. But... She really, really helped a lot. And and, and the, the larger point of all this story is that sometimes they'll make connections that you don't expect. They'll make connections you don't expect. And it's it goes back to the rule that we all learn very early on. Don't judge a book by its cover. It's true. And let, me, let me go way back for just a second. My, my grandmother, she had Alzheimer's for a number of years and, and just slowly kind of declined. But... I will never forget my mother. My grandmother was not the nicest person in the world. To know her was to uh, tolerate her at best. You know, she was really great to us grandkids, but anybody else, she wasn't the easiest she, person she to get along. Harsh. She was Although tough. She liked, she liked me. So she was know. tough. Well, yeah, and yeah. you qualified as kind of a grandkid. Yeah. But I will never forget. She was in a, a nursing home and I'll never forget one of the nurses coming by and said, oh, oh, Miss Mary is the sweetest. And I said, who are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you really? talking about? Are you talking about the same person <laughs> exactly. I know? <laughs> but I mean, the, you're going to make connections that you don't expect. And that's the larger point that's that true. I'm trying to make. So finally, we're going to move on to it's going to be scary. And it is. You, you're going to elementary school. You're going to middle school. You're going to high school. It's always scary, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're searching for an assisted living facility, as we were, Steve's mom was never able to actually lay eyes on the facility. She didn't tour it. We she tried didn't get to see it. We tried. We, we did. The, we just, did the best we could. Something got in the way every single time. We took pictures and we took them I back. I took a to, ton of videos. Yes, we took a ton of we videos. Took I did, I did video walkthroughs of her apartment. That is true. We did. Um, actually, mm, I'm sorry. I just have to say this: the video, the original video walkthrough, was my idea. Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. The, the place with the antiques—that was my idea. Right. We did them. Um, but we did. Yes. So it's sort of, you know, going back to the analogy of picking a college, you know, imagine if you had to pick a college for someone else and they weren't able to see it. That's crazy, beforehand. right? It's crazy. Of course, you'd be nervous to do this. It's a, it's a lot of pressure. You'd be nervous. They'd be nervous. And imagine that the plan is for them to live there for, for the, the rest, rest of, their, of lives. their lives. Not, you know... Not just the next four years or right. maybe five or six years. I don't know how long, depending However on how long takes. you get through college, sure. but the rest of their lives. Oh, that I, I, I do remember Steve, you and I having a lot of conversations about just how much pressure we felt. We were under a lot, to make the a decision. lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure. And, and I will never forget uh, sitting with my mother. So we kind of, I kind of realized while my mother was at, uh, skilled nursing sniff that she wasn't getting outside a lot. So every time I went over there, if the weather was good enough, we would go sit outside and I'll never forget sitting outside with her and, and her 
just kind of acting a little strange. And I said, well, what's going on? She said, I'm scared. Yeah. And I said, well, of what? She said, I don't know what's coming. Yeah. And uh, she said, and this was something that really hit me. She said, you know, I've been in a hospital. I've been in a uh, rehab institute. I've been in this skilled nursing facility. I knew all of those were temporary. This is for the rest of my life. And I don't know what's coming. I don't know what to expect. And she said she actually hadn't been so scared since my father passed away, which was 22 years ago. And that's a long time ago. And and again, for my mother to express emotions mm. is a big, big, big deal. So I know she was kind of freaked out. 100%. And it was a, it was a lot of pressure to feel like we had to make this decision for her. Yeah. Um, and we but, had we had no choice. So I think we talked about the, this in the previous episode. Just if you have the opportunity now, <laughs> now, plan ahead before anyone in your life is in this situation. Plan ahead, tour these places, take them to tour these places, so that they can have an idea of what they're what they're looking at and what they're in for. Please. Go do it. Go do it. Because if we had had that opportunity, it would have been golden for right. sure. So you you may find yourself in a situation like this. I mean, I, I don't think too many people find ourselves themselves in this situation just like ours. But if your loved one is a little nervous about what's coming, try to find one thing that will excite them or at least interest them. I know what it is for your mom. Well, Steve. we're gonna get there. What is so it? We, what we, is it? We're gonna get there. We, we tried a bunch of stuff. I mean, we did videos. We did, you know. But the thing that finally excited her, food. 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 So just I'm, like Jackson. Just like our son Jackson, who got excited about the cafeteria in the middle of the freshman dorm complex. <laughs> My mother gets excited about food. She is a hearty East woman from Eastern European stock who loves her food. And so here's the thing. So while she was at skilled nursing... We were in the middle of, of COVID times and they had, they had a dining room there, but they never used it because pe- you know, they didn't want people congregating too much. So f- meals were brought to them in styrofoam containers into their rooms. They had to sit there with their little tray tables and eat their food, which by the time it got to them was mostly cold usually. And she has said before, if I never see a styrofoam container again, I'll be happy. Never again. And yeah. so it really didn't occur to me though, until I started talking about the dining room at the assisted living. And she said, well, what's, what's the dining room like? I said, well, you go in and you sit down and I could see her eyes lit up a little bit. And I said, well, yeah, you know, you go in there and you know, they've got a, you you have a a, a menu and there's tablecloths and there's tablecloths and And real. She she said, well, what do you you eat off of? I said, a real plate. She said, you kidding? Yeah. And I said, what's silverware, not plasticware. Yes. Silverware with a real glass. And you can choose what you want. There's usually two things you can choose from, and you can choose your sides. And her eyes are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, it was like, she lit up like it was 4th of July. And she was so excited about that, which I never, I mean, I guess if I'd thought about it, I would have figured it out, but I never really thought about it. And that's the thing that got, we tried so many things to get her excited about this assisted living. Oh, you can play bingo. You can go, there's a movie theater. There's this, there's that. She didn't care about any of that stuff. Until we mentioned the dining room and eating off of real plates with real silverware and a cloth napkin 
and a, a real glass and, and, and everything. That's what got her excited. So the tip here is figure out what the currency is. Yes. What is what is the currency? What is the what is the thing that's gonna get them excited? For some it might be food. For some it might be a movie theater, which there is as Steve It's a said, really cool movie theater. She never goes really- there. I mean, we yeah, would go, we I, would I go, would go there. there. They, they play old-timey mo- Western movies. She loves that. I well, don't know why. They play all different kinds of movies. They but do. anyway, yes, yeah, so there's a movie theater. There's a library. They do activities with games. There's, you know, they do art projects. Wednesday, they, wind down oh, Wednesday. Oh, wind they down Wednesday. wine on Wednesday. People, people. If it, I mean, what's not to like about I, that? What is not to like it, about it's, that? It's funny because I, I was talking to, I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were talking about, their parents are in an assisted living and they said, Oh yeah, those wine, those wine Wednesdays, they give them like a little two ounce pour. I said, not at ours. It's like a full half glass. I mean, I keep meaning to go visit specifically on a Wednesday because I'm fairly certain they will also serve family. Oh, they will. I mean, and I, I've walked by there. What am I waiting for? Exactly. I mean, I've taken my mother up there to have a glass of wine and she doesn't, she doesn't get excited about that. But they'll turn to me. You want some wine? I'm like, no, I don't like wine. I'm uh, thinking. Well, clearly my, I need to go. <laughs> my wife should be here. Who does like wine? Yes. <laughs> so, all right, let's wrap this episode up. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you have a question, a comment, sponsorship, give us money. We have a few options. Uh, first, you can email us at caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail and, you know, maybe you can tell us how's, how's your mom? How's, how's your, your dad? mom or your dad? Yeah. yeah. And we, we may use it on an episode. So it's 804-723-1221. 804-723-1221. That'll be in the show notes. So don't worry about writing it down. And if you, again, if you do contact us, your comments may you be used in a future episode. You can also find us on Twitter. We're at, at Gen X Caregiving. And we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Good night.